I'm going to bet there are certain people in your life that you've either worked with or personally you've had exchanges with, and you leave the conversation going, okay, we just did not connect. This was not, there was something missing. There was a gap. There was a misfire. Whatever the thing is, you leave the conversation just kind of feeling flat. Have you ever felt that way? I'm raising my hand, okay? I have felt that way a million times, and I still feel that way, and I'm a communications expert, okay? So this happens, and this happens for a reason. And in today's episode, we're going to dive into the nitty-gritty of why you don't like certain people, why certain conversations just don't land, and what you can do about it. Okay, so listen up, grab a notepad, and let's dive right on in. Game changers have something most people don't. Highly effective communication skills that grow existing accounts, close new deals, and allows them to work seamlessly with their team. Welcome to the Game Changing Conversations podcast, where you'll learn what to say and how to say it to anyone. All right. I'm your host, Heather Lyle, and with over 20 years of leadership experience in corporate communications, marketing, media relations, and public affairs for small nonprofit organizations to international brands, as well as working in politics. And oh my gosh, I've got a lot of great stories to share with you. This podcast will give you the tools you need to deeply understand your own communication style and how to have winning conversations with your colleagues, clients, and how to message and market your business in a way that feels so good to you too, all right? So if you're ready to dig in and learn great communication strategies that will completely change the trajectory of your business, and of course, we've got to have a few laughs along the way as well too, because that's just how I roll. Grab your favorite beverage, a notepad, and let's get going. Welcome back, everybody, to the Game Changing Conversations podcast, where I'm going to teach you what to say and how to say it, or I'm going to attempt to teach you what to say and how to say it, right? I mean, I'm going to give you all the tools I've got because, oh, Lord, I've got a million of them. Um, and of course, we all start with a DISC profile. We're going to be diving into this as well today. And the DISC, again, is just, it's a tool. It's just a tool that I use to help people understand their communication style and how to communicate with others who may not communicate like they do, which happens all the time, Right. But today, let's talk about why we don't like certain people. (laughs) I am going to bet that as soon as I say that we don't like certain people, there are certain images that come to mind for you, right? Um, Maybe multiple (laughs) images of people that come to mind for you. And I can tell you that for me, I have an example of a client that I worked with, a delightful person, like a nice person, right? Um, but this person could not make decisions to save her life <laughs> or to help me help her make decisions to save her life. It was just a futile process, let me tell you. I mean, and and again, she was so kind and nice. She paid her bill up front, which is great. I love that. But at the end of the day, I felt like I was banging my head up against a darn wall Because no matter what I said, no matter what recommendations I would give, there was always an excuse. There was always a reason why not to do it. Um, So-and-so said that I should be doing such and such a certain other way. I'm like, well, then why the hell did you hire me? Like, if you know all the, I mean, those were the things that I was thinking. And I'm going to bet that you probably have dealt with a client, maybe even a family member. Yeah, let's not talk about family members today. Because that would be a fun conversation as well, too. But 
we're going to keep it down to business, okay? But I'm going to bet that there's some clients that you have worked with that you're just like, oh my gosh, why is this person not listening to me? Why are they not doing what I'm, you know, telling them, giving them the advice to do and yada, 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 right? We just end up feeling like we're banging up or our, our heading up against a wall. And the fact of the matter is, and the more that I've come to really learn and dive into and read and research, this is what I do for a living is understanding how people communicate and connect with each other. All right. And so I've done a ton of research on this topic. And I'm telling you, the reason why we don't connect is more often than not, aside from psychopaths, right, that more often than not, the people that we're working with and how we're communicating with them, you know, our message isn't landing because A, they're not receiving it a certain, yeah, they're not receiving it a certain way, right? They're not in a mode to to receive it a certain way. Maybe they've got a million other things going on, right, that they're trying to manage and navigate through. And you talking to them is just frankly white noise. And I hate to say that, but it's so true. Um, you know that it's happened in your life as well, too. I mean, how many times have you been overwhelmed with work? You've got personal stuff going on as well, too. And then someone comes into your office wanting to talk to you about whatever problem that they have. And frankly, that problem is the lowest on your priority list. And when they come in and talk to you, it feels like Charlie Brown talking like wah, 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 right? And and the fact of the matter is, again, it's like people don't receive communication for a variety of reasons. And that's that's not necessarily your problem. It becomes your problem when it's like, okay, I've got deadlines and things that need to be done. And so how do we communicate with these various types of people who may not communicate like we do? You know, it's so interesting. I work with professional services providers. So think lawyers, accountants, you know, commercial mortgage brokers, you have that kind of thing, right? And <laughs> and it's like a lot of the people that I work with are high achievers, results oriented, like just give me the facts, ma'am. You know, I, I don't need the long-winded story. I just need for you to give me what I need so we can move this project forward. If you're like that, I am sure that you're raising your hand in your car, right? Amen. Preach it, right? Here's the thing, though. A lot of the people on your team, a lot of the clients that you're working with, they may not communicate the way that you do. So we're going to talk about what this looks like and how it shows up in your work, in your daily life, and what you can do to help stop the madness, right? Okay. So if you're like me, you I've got to get back to my notes here because I can go off track. But if you're like me, you've tried to connect with these people, right? These clients, these colleagues on your team, you've tried to connect with them. You've tried to understand them. But you just can't. It feels like just, again, that futile effort. So why bother? We, we have to bother because they're people that we've got to work with and clients that we've got to serve. It feels easier to ignore them if you're like some types of people because you don't want to be combative. Like the idea of having, you know, a confrontation with someone just makes your skin crawl. Um, but the problem with either of these solutions is that you still have to work with people who you don't like, right? And I'm just going to call it what it is. We don't like these people. It's hard. It, it's it's a hard relationship. Um, and there is, again, an easier way to manage it. Okay. I'm not saying that managing tough personalities is easy to do. I am not advocating that at all. But if you have an understanding of their triggers and what motivates them, it'll help your conversation and your intended results as well. Okay. So here's what we're going to dissect a little bit. 
So like I said earlier, I use the DISC profile. It is super, super simple. There's four different types of personality styles. And I'm going to go through this again today, that our dominant types, our influencer types, our study relator, and our conscientious types. And what we're going to do is we're going to talk about the triggers of each and what you can do, how you can focus your communication when you're talking with these people, you know, in order to have a meaningful conversation and get the results, right? We all want results. So our dominant types of people, again, these people are very results-oriented. They are bottom liners, okay? Just give me the facts, ma'am, please shut up with your stories. That's my dominant style. Um, Our dominant types are extroverts, but yet they're task focused, okay, which is why they don't want to hear about your personal stories. They just want to get down to business, okay? So when communicating with these types of people, you've got to focus on being very results-oriented, be very direct, okay? You've got to focus on that. So if you're a a type that is not like this, that might take some effort for you to do. Before you go in and meet, meet with this type of person, have your bullet pointed list, and I'm saying three bullet points max, three to five. All right, let's fudge on that just a, just a hair. But have your bullet points of what you want to cover and keep to the highlight reel, all right? Because these people are going to get worn out with stories. You've got to be assertive. You've got to be confident and provide very clear expectations with this particular style of person. You've got to maintain a solution-oriented approach and highlight the benefits of collaboration, okay? So bullet points. Be clear, be concise, be very results-oriented with this particular type of a person. This type is also triggered by defensive behavior and posturing, okay? So again, the dominant type, very dominant, right? They're very bold, very assertive types. And so they are triggered by people who come to them. Like if you have a problem, if you if you need to talk with this particular type of person and you come at them in a defensive posture, like game over. You're not going to have a meaningful conversation. It's going to end really crappy. And I know that you don't want that. So this type is triggered by defensive behavior and posturing. You need to drop the ego at the door when you go and you talk to this type of person. Okay. All right. We're going to move on to our next type. Our next type is the influencer type. First of all, these people, they are positive. They are energetic, enthusiastic. They're still very bottom liner type people as well, too. These people are extroverts, but yet they're people focused. Okay, people focused. Big difference between, um, you know, the, our dominant type that is task focused, but yet an extrovert. These are influencer types and they are people focused and extroverts. Okay, so the life of the party, right? That's the influencer type. This particular type of person, they are triggered by those people who are very rigid and inflexible. Okay very rigid and inflexible. So I work with quite a few accountants. I have one particular accountant uh, uh, client that I've worked with, and she is an I-type on the desk. Just what I've just described, positive, energetic, like let's go, you know, eat the world of Tabasco sauce and have fun doing it. That's that's her. And she works with a team of C-type people. Okay, I'm going to talk about a C types in just a minute, but they're introverts and task focused people. Okay. I guess you could call like what, what's a typical accountant? I'm going to using air quotes here for people who are in the car. But these are the types of people that she mostly works with and manages them as well, too. So when she has members on her team who come to her with problems, 
and they come very, you know, rigid and not warm, not open. Um, their responses are very, you know, that there's no flexibility in the response. It's either this way or the highway. That ain't going to go over well with this particular type. It's just not. It's going to end very badly, actually. So if you are a type that works with this influencer type, the positive energetic type, and you find that yourself, you, you know yourself well enough to know that you are very data oriented and results bottom line type people, but a little um, yeah, highly analytical and logical and a little on the non-emotional side of things, and you're working with the influencer type, ooh, okay, this is where you need to loosen up, buttercup, all right? We've got to be able to approach the influencer types with a little bit of positive smile. Smile is always good. That warms things up always, always. Um, but just know that the influencer type is very much triggered by people who are rigid and inflexible. So if you've got a manager or a boss who's an I-type and you know that you're not that type, beware of what you're walking yourself into. Know how to manage the conversation, how to navigate it, all right? So our influencer types can be demanding and attention-seeking as well, too. And I'm, I'm laughing here because I'm an influencer type of a person uh, myself, and there's some truth in that attention-seeking stuff. Okay, anyway, um, they engage in positive and enthusiastic discussions while also setting clear boundaries. You've got to provide recognition for their contributions and involve them in team activities because they love, 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 love the social interaction, right? They love the social interaction. Why? Because they're experts and they're people-focused, okay? All right, so our next type is the study relator type, our S-types. These types are introverts, yet people-focused. Funny enough, 45% of the population is considered an S type of a person, all right? They love being around people. They're just shy. They can come across as shy sometimes, all right? A little bit introverted. Um, these people are also very collaborative. The, the beautiful thing about our S types, they're highly collaborative. They're big on team. They want peace and harmony within the team as well, too, the drawback to our S-types is that they at times can be very indecisive too, okay? So we've got to set very clear expectations and boundaries with this particular type as well. Now, the interesting thing about our S-type of person is that they are triggered, hear me out here, they are triggered by pushy people. So if you consider yourself a dominant type of a person and you're working with the S-types, they can be triggered because frankly, I mean, you're you're the type of person, the RD types are the type of people that just want to get stuff done as quickly as possible and, and, you know, eat the world with Tabasco sauce. And our S types of people are like, well, what about the team? And how can we make sure that everybody is happy and peaceful? They are highly triggered by pushy, pushy people, which can easily be our D type of personalities. Okay. So our S types these individuals, they value harmony and stability more than anything. They're patient. They're supportive and empathetic. They oftentimes create a very safe space for open communication, and they avoid confrontation at all costs, okay? You've got to give them plenty of time to change. You've got to provide reassurance that we're all doing the right thing. You've got to focus on building trust and nurturing positive relationships. That's what our S-types really want. And again, they hate confrontation. They don't like change. And people who are pushy, they're going to check out. 
Okay. And we don't want that. Again, this is all just really good information to help you be able to navigate these relationships. And I know that we all struggle with. (laughs) Me too. I'm I'm raising my hand here. Again, just because I preach and teach this stuff, I'm a work in progress, y'all. I'm constantly trying to figure out these relationships in my life. Okay. Let's move on. So our conscientious types, this is our fourth type. And then I'm about done here. So our conscientious types. Again, these are introverts who are task focused, introverts, but task focused, logical people, highly analytical, uh, non-emotional, very like they just want to stick to the facts type of people as well, too. But interestingly enough, and this makes sense for this type, this type is triggered by people who are way too vague and won't give the details. Our conscientious types, their biggest fear is that they'll make it a they they won't have enough information to make a decision. Okay. They don't want to be wrong. They don't want to be wrong more than anything. So people who trigger them are the people who are very vague and don't have all the details. So let me give you a perfect example of this. Uh, when I was chief of public affairs for an elected official, I worked with a gentleman in my office who's the CFO. Um, he was definitely the C type on the disc. We found out later I'm an, I was an I, more of an I type, right? I am a high level visionary strategic person. I am not a detail girl. I mean, I've become more of a detail person because of my business and what I do. I have to do that. It's not something I love. Um, you're really more of the strategy, high level vision. Um, I can. I, my I think one of my biggest um, skill sets is that I'm a great connector, and I can I can figure out ways to connect people together because of certain problems that they might have that I know people who could help solve them. Right. But again, I'm very high level. So when when my friend, well, let's just call him what his name is, because hopefully he'll listen to this. When Matt and I would work together, again, he's the introvert. Um, he's the, he's He was the money guy. He was the numbers guy. And I tell you what, um, he wanted all the detail. And so when we were in leadership team meetings together and I'd have these, you know, bright ideas that were very high level, <laughs> it would wear him out because he had a million questions um, because I would bring the high-level stuff and he wanted the details. We quickly learned that in order to really work well together, um, that I would have to meet with him beforehand, um, give him the high-level idea, have him poke holes in it, tell me, you know, where the areas that I needed to, you know, possibly you know, support my case better, you know, think about the details, yada, yada. Um, and then that way, when I'd go to leadership team meetings, you know, he was my biggest advocate because we would have talked beforehand about all the details because he was a detailed guy. Okay. So our C types are triggered by people like me who, who are high level and just had these great ideas um, that can be that, but I don't have all the details to it just yet. All right. Because our C types are the types of people that they want to have all the information so they know that they're making good decisions. All right. So dealing with a C type of a person requires, it requires precision and logic. You've got to be prepared. You've got to provide detailed explanations and then give them plenty of time to process the information. Again, if you know if someone's you know biggest fear is making a mistake or not having all the information in order to make um, a, a, a meaningful, effective decision, if you know that in advance, then prepared. 
Come prepared to talk to these people. You've got to avoid rushing decisions and you've got to involve them in the planning and problem solving process, which is what I learned with my friend Matt, you know, um, is that I had I, I had to go to him first in order for him to have all of the information that he felt like he needed in order to move the thing forward. We all want to move the thing because we all want to make money, right? Okay. Always remember that most people have a blend of different personality and communication traits. So you've got to be adaptable in your approach as well. What does this mean? You've got to be an active listener and maintain a calm demeanor, okay? When we get hot-headed and think that we're the only ones who know the answers to solutions and blah, 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 people are going to check out on you. They just absolutely will. You've got to understand your communication style and those around you because you can better navigate those tricky conversations, cultivate better relationships, and create an environment in which clients and colleagues feel seen, heard, and valued, right? And that is what we all want. So listen to this episode again. I know we probably flew through a lot of information. You're like, what, what, what? Uh, Be sure to download my free cheat sheet. I'm going to include this in the show notes for you as well. But be sure to download that cheat sheet. I'm telling you, it kind of gives the high-level view of everything that I talked about today on the podcast into just one piece of paper that you can print out. I still have mine sitting on my desk every day, okay? We all need to be reminded of these things. So that being said, download the freebie that I have for you. Make your life easier. I promise it will be helpful, okay? And in the meantime, have a great week. And I look forward to talking with you all next week. Hey, everyone. I am so glad that you joined me on today's podcast episode. If you enjoyed the podcast, you've got to share it with a friend, right? But I also want you to take a screenshot of this episode and share it on social media. So be sure to tag me on Instagram at Heather underscore Lyle. That's Heather underscore L-I-S as in Sam, L-E. Also, for more people to learn about the podcast, I would absolutely be so grateful and I'd love it if you could leave me a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Ooh, that'd mean the world to me. I'd appreciate it. And this content takes time and money to produce and I know that you're getting a lot of goodness out of it. So just leave that review, please. And in the meantime, have a fabulous day and continue to have those game-changing conversations. Until next week, we'll see you then.